We are talking purchasing your bull battery now versus next year. We've got updates for hay buyers, sale reports, recaps, even gift ideas. Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us on this all-new episode of the Ranch It Up radio show. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. A big thank you goes out to our partners, awful darn proud of this lineup, the Stockman's Livestock Exchange, the American Gelvy Association, Imogene Ingredients and Pharmatan, Westway Feed Products, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Dakota Cowboy, Allied Genetic Resources and Allied Feeding Partners, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD TV, Wrangler, and this fine radio station. Cattle Battle. We're going to dive right into this because y'all have sent me some questions. You can fire yours our direction. You can text us at 707-RANCH-20. That is 707-726-2420. Email ranchitupshow at gmail.com. And prowling around social media at Ranch It Up Show. We have moved into the season. In fact, we've covered it a few episodes back on fall breeding bulls. I'm not talking about fall breeding season. I'm talking about purchasing those virgin long yearlings now versus maybe a spring yearling bull. We've been tackling that subject in great detail, and more and more people have asked some questions, and I've really been curious about a number of commercial producers. Well, it's obvious because of the number of bulls that are out there being marketed that, yes, there are a lot of us commercial guys out there purchasing those bulls, but wanted to go down the rabbit hole for you all, so I reached out to Marty Rop with Allied Genetic Resources. They have been marketing an enormous amount of seed stock this time of year. So, Marty, let's uh, talk about this subject of fall yearling bulls versus spring yearling bulls. In your opinion, is there any advantage one way or the other? So let's talk about that, advantages versus disadvantages. I think primarily I mean, there's a couple of reasons for doing that. One is that some of the seed stock providers have, they'd like to sell an older bull. And they'd also, the idea of calving in January uh, and February that it takes to sell bulls that you know are, are big and ready to go in the spring, that's less palatable to them. So one of the options is that you, know, you calve more toward the summer and then you offer an 18-month-old uh, kind of a product in the fall. And uh, there's, you know, there's positive things to that. You know, certainly from a purchasing standpoint, bulls got a little more age on them. Um, you know, maybe a little service more cows. But also, by the time you actually put those bulls to work in the spring, you've also potentially lost a season that you get out of buying a younger bull. Just because, you know, if they're going to leave the herd at six, they're already almost two. And uh, so there's, you know, there's pros and cons to it. But I certainly understand the the desire to calve later, uh, sell an older bull. The older bulls almost always pass semen, so you don't have those kind of issues. But certainly as a bull provider, though, you have more attrition, more injuries, uh, more things like that, because older bulls, big groups, are get rowdier and rowdier. Certainly popular with some people and with other people, that you know, they're going to keep doing what they do. So are there, uh, have you seen more and more commercial guys that are purchasing bulls this time of year versus in the spring? Or I should say in the winter, really, for all intents and purposes. Obviously, there are some because those bulls are selling. Some of these folks are offering wintering the bulls, uh, some are not. 
if you uh, purchase them in the fall and you don't have a place for them, you have to be set up to, to, for the most part, to take those bulls in the fall. And that just requires a different management strategy. So, uh, again, I don't sure pluses, but there's also minuses with it. Marty, coming up in the next few weeks, we're going to tackle the subject of prescribed matings. We've talked so much about allied genetic resources and right choice and right mate and how they apply in the seed stock business and how we can use them as commercial producers, that information. But we're going to really, really go down the rabbit hole of prescribed matings on the commercial side and uh, utilizing, excuse me, those tools that are available and that have been available on the purebred side and applying them to the commercial industry. We're looking at at commercial products because we've been, you know, now we've made about 40,000 precision matings on the seed stock side and we need to use those same tools so that the customers can get just as much out of that technology as what their seed stock provider does and uh, move the whole thing forward. If you, you know, if you Look around and try to find, trying to find something, try to find anyone who tells you that if we've been talking about for 50 years, we can create a more uniform calf crop, less cost associated with it. The answers to that question are, are usually, well, yeah, you can have more uniform calf crop by using our bulls. And that's just not the case. Um, but this technology actually offers more uniformity to the entire beef business, not only on you and your specific herd, but in the product that you create for the rest for the rest of the beef industry. It's, that's pretty novel. Uh, Marty, I think you're going to agree with this, that uniformity is going to bring a premium in the future, and it is already today. Yes, yes. No, you, and again, we, we talk about uniformity, but people aren't delivering, necessarily delivering uniformity. Uh, straight breeding doesn't deliver uniformity. Cross breeding delivers a little more uniformity. And then genetic compatibility uh, provides maximum uh, uniformity, and that's that's not only true in a, you know your marketings and your feeder calves and all, but you know if your if your cow herd is more uniform from a mature size, you know kind of uh, uh, maintenance standpoint, then they're easier to manage, um, and you can manage them and you know and, uh, and continue that on for for generations to come. A less cost uniformity really reduces cost, whether it's at calving time. Uh, whether it's cow maintenance, uh, whether it's marketing, creates profit. Marty Rott with Allied Genetic Resources. I appreciate it. As always, make sure you tune in next week and the weeks to come as we talk more about prescribed matings and those genetic tools that are available to us as commercial producers to do exactly what Marty was talking about, creating a more uniform calf crop. And we're going to go more in-depth about line breeding, but especially those tools to help out you and I in the beef business. Now switching over to the feed side, had listeners reach out to us of hay and hay prices. So hay buyers, pay attention now. Mark Banzi with LivestockMarket.com. Coming up this Wednesday, November 29th, we have an online hay auction. Over 3,000 bales of alfalfa, grass, straw, and corn stalks. Large squares, rounds, and small squares. Bidding opens at just a dollar a bale, no reserves. All lots will sell. Featured lots include 340 large square alfalfa bales. Selling on 10 34 bale lots. It's 3 by 4 by 8 second cutting, good quality. 142 RFV from Pavel Auction in Grand Island, Nebraska. 23 tons of large square alfalfa bales, 3 by 4 by 8, 1,400 pounds, third cutting, 134 RFV from Keller Farms in Sand Creek, Michigan. 
64 large square grass bales selling on eight bale lots, three by three by eight, 700 pounds, third cutting tested from Fowler's auction in Grand Junction, Colorado. 48 large square grass bales selling on two 24 bale lots, four by four by eight, 1775 pounds, second cutting, 144 RFB from Fowler's auction in Grand Junction. 36 large square brome bales, three by four by eight, 1300 pounds, third cutting stored inside from Second Nature Farms in Melvin, Illinois. 130 large square sedan bales on five 26 bale lots, four by four by eight, 1400 pounds, tested from Ann Hirsch Hay Company in Keensburg, Colorado. 144 large square straw bales selling on four 36 bale lots, it's three by four by eight, 900 pounds from Second Nature Farm in Melvin, Illinois. 770 large round grass and alfalfa bales on 26 separate lots, it's all five by six, net wrap from Bramer Auction in Amherst, Nebraska, 114 large round Bermuda bales on three 38 bale lots is 4 by 5 750 pounds, first cutting from 7K hay and cattle in West Fork, Arkansas, 170 large round coastal bales on five 34 bale lots, 4 by 5 800 pounds from Jarman Farms, 38 large round mixed grass bales on 19 bale lots, 4 by 6 net wrap from Coba Auction in David City, Nebraska, 128 large round corn stock bales, 5 by 6, 1,300 pounds from Kramer Farms in Linville, Illinois, 60 large round corn stocks from Cobza in David City, and 756 small square alfalfa grass first cutting, 50 pound bales, sold in 21 bale bundles, it's all tested from Double S Cattle and Hay in Burbank, Ohio. Bidding is currently live, but all lots will sell the morning of Wednesday, November 29th. Got hay to sell? Regular online hay sales every Wednesday on LivestockMarket.com and AuctionTime.com. Coming up after the break, we talk cattle prices, what they're selling for across the country. You've got to tune to the Ranch It Up radio show, and we will be back right after this. Keep it locked right here. LivestockMarket.com. We hear from them each and every week highlighting various sales and lots, but have you taken the time to cruise the site, look around and see what cattle are bringing? How about lower that sale expense and give Livestock Market a try? It's about the easiest way to market your stock and it puts your product on a worldwide view. LivestockMarket.com. It's simple and it works. You're going through your calves, looking what worked and what didn't work. So as you're reviewing your program, you need to ask, is this a time to change? Is this a time to make additions or subtractions? Galvi and Balancer may just be the right fit for you. Galvi and Galvi-influenced females offer sustainability and maternal growth while the bulls can add those extra pounds at weaning. Find a breeder near you, galvi.org. Or check out Galvi on Facebook. We keep bringing you more and more information about Pharmatan, and for very good reason, it just works. Now, with calves getting ready to head to the sale barn, producers are culling cows and getting ready for next year. So start feeding Pharmatan now to the cow herd and knock scours out for next year. And here's the best part. It's super easy to incorporate into your existing rations. It can be fed in tubs, a TMR, loose mineral, liquid portions, doesn't matter. They work with all major feed manufacturers. It's PharmatanUSA.com and follow along on Facebook. Cow Country News, you know, the cow stuff. Check this one out, y'all. The Italian Chamber of Deputies passed a law banning the production and marketing of cultured meat throughout the country. The cultured meat ban would prevent the production and sale of 
food or feed, quote, from cell cultures or tissues derived from vertebrate animals, unquote. For now, the law will have little effect as cultured meat has not been approved for human consumption in Europe. Now, according to Italy's agriculture minister, he says Italy is the world's first country safe from the social and economic risks of synthetic food. Boom! He goes on to say, we have to protect our workers, our agriculture entrepreneurs, and citizens who have the right to eat well. Well, well said there, Italy. Stocker and feeder cattle sales. Here we go. Gonzalez Livestock Market in Gonzalez, Texas, reporting their November 18th sale, four to five weight steers, 250 to 320, five to six weights, 237 to 275, six to seven weight steers, 220 to 247. For the heifer mates in Gonzalez, Texas, four to five weights at 220 up to three bucks, five to six weight heifers, 205 to 235, and six to seven weights, $1.75 to 215. On to Woodward Livestock Auction in Woodward, Oklahoma. Their sale last week, five and a half to six weight steers, 252 to 275, six to six and a half weights, 223 to 260, and then five to six weight heifers, 205 to 234. John Fisher with Stockman's Livestock Exchange in Dickinson, North Dakota, called in with this market recap for us. Had 5,400 on the Thursday, November 16th sale. Uh, that gave up to a grand total of 9,750 head of cattle sold at Stockman's Livestock between Tuesday and Thursday. That puts us right up there with one of the biggest weeks. Uh, we'd like to thank all our consigners, buyers, and especially our hardworking crew to, that uh, helped that happen. Uh, but over to the sale, like I said, Thursday, November 16th. 5,400 head. Uh, market was maybe a tish off. Uh, we had some pressure on the board, but overall, um, most of the light cattle sold pretty steady. Way up cows and bulls in the morning sold uh, very steady from Tuesday. Kind of totaled up right around 500 head of them way ups. Over on the uh, calves, we had about uh, 5,000 head of calves. Uh, over on your good four weight calves, had a nice group of 20 black and black white faced baldies. Steers weighed 420, they brought 370. Get up into the heavier ones. Over in your five weight category, had a really good head of 54 head of 508s, bring 304. Had 36 black and baldies from Elgin, weighed 555, bring 280. Get up in them good six weights, good strong market there too. Had a nice load of 95 black steers from Unruh's, weighed 597, bring 266 and a half. And you get up into them heavier 650s, uh, Dormans had 30 head of black and baldies, weighed 658 at 258. On the heifers, we had a group of 27 401s. Bring 277 and a half. 62 head of black and baldies weighed 479 at 278.50. And a group of 553s at 260. For a full listing, go to our website or check out our Facebook page. Week after Tuesday, November 28th, we'll have a way up exposed cow and short term cow special. This is a great day to bring your way ups. There will be no way ups sold on Thursday, November 30th. And that's all coming up here at Stockman's Livestock in Dickinson. You can bid and buy online and view the sales at Stockman's Livestock and a number of other sales across the country by going to CattleUSA.com and Stockman's Livestock Exchange. Just head to GoStockman's.com and check them out on Facebook. Coming up in two minutes, we have market recaps, some Thanksgiving words, and Tis the season, even a few Christmas gift ideas. It's the Ranch It Up radio show, and we'll be back right after this. 
Before you head to the next rodeo, a concert, maybe a gathering on or off the ranch, we head to Medora Boot and Western Wear. Tigger and Beck here for Medora Boot and Western Wear, latest Western fashion in boots, jackets, and hats. From durable ranch wear to keeping the horses in sturdy tack, visit MedoraBoot.com to order. Or better yet, plan to visit Medora, North Dakota and shop Medora Boot and Western Wear. Again, go to MedoraBoot.com. You can follow on Facebook and tell them Tigger and Beck sent you. It's that time of year when we're loading trailers and we're hauling cattle. Regardless of what's going on, ranching never stops. Neither should your nutrition program. With Westway Feed Products molasses-based liquid feed supplement, you can embrace a nutrition program that aligns with your ranch's unwavering dedication. Ranching never stops and neither should your commitment to your cattle's health. For more information and to find a Westway Feed Product rep near you, call 800-800-7517. That's 800-800-7517. Or visit westwayfeed.com. Fall production sales are fixing to rev up, and with the prices of calves, which are excellent, and the prices of the way-ups, which are excellent, it may be a time to take those older bulls to town, weigh them up, and apply those dollars to fresh genetics. Allied Genetic Resources is your source for bulls and females that can take your program to the next level. Check out the fall sales at AlliedGeneticResources.com and follow along on Facebook. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ranch It Up Radio Show. It is that time in the program where we check in with Kirk Donsbach, StoneX Financial Incorporated. We recap the markets from last week, find out what's going on, what happened, why it did, why it didn't, maybe in a particular situation. And you can subscribe to Kirk's free newsletter by texting the word cattle, C A T T L E 2. 33777. I highly advise that you do so. Start getting learned it. Did you get that, Kirk? Learned it up on the markets and what's going on. So, how are you, my friend? What's happening? I did catch that, by the way, the learned it. <laughs> well, good morning, Tigger. As of Friday, November 17th, January feeders closed the week at 228.40. That's up $2.12.5 on the week with a CME feeder index at 228.64. That's unfortunately down $6.78 on the week. With futures up and cash down, that left our basis a negative $0.14 versus January futures. Your listeners will notice that we switched to January. December live cattle closed the week at $175.60. That's up $1.42.5 on the week with cash trading $178 to $181 in both the north and the south. That left the five area weighted average down two and a quarter at $177. 86 on the week. The basis is still a positive 211, and this week probably had some sales into that positive basis on the cash side. The weekly slaughter came in at 636,000. That's up 18,000 over last week, but still 36,000 below the same week last year. Choice boxes, the big concern of the market right now, closed the week below $3 for the first time in quite some time at 293.87. That's down $6.59. Now, I put the cattle on feed part of this right after the choice boxes to kind of give you give your listeners the push and the pull of the market. The cattle on feed for November 1st came in at a 101.7 versus expectations of 101.9. Placed in September was 103.8% versus expectations of 104.9. So a bullish place number. 
and marketed came in at 97.5% versus expectations of 98. So uh, definitely a slightly bullish report with a lower than expected placement number, especially in a market that sold off $40 in the last month. But I think that push and pull again will come down to boxes. Obviously, to get this market to rally, we need boxes to find some support here after Thanksgiving. Wrap this all up. December continues to trade sideways, closing at 4.68, up four cents on the week. So many of us have been watching the markets the last few weeks, especially now that we're moving into the season of marketing these bred females. And if you're looking at trying to put together a marketing program for your operation, and obviously I encourage you to do so, yesterday is when we should have started. Here's a good place to start. Text the word cattle, C-A-T-T-L-E-2-33777, and you can start receiving Kirk's free newsletter. I read this each and every kind of Sunday night is when it comes out or early Monday morning, but that is a great place to start. Text the word cattle, C-A-T-T-L-E-2-33777. Thanks, Kirk. Shay Keister with Casual Cattle Conversation. What's going on on your podcast this week? We are taking a big picture look at the beef industry, what problems we need to find unity on, and how to become effective leaders to solve these challenges with my guest, Don Schiefelbein. 50% of the population is three generations removed. So they, they don't know how you think, Shay. They don't know how I think. They have no idea. So if we don't get our act together on animal welfare, that 50% that are three generations removed from agriculture, they all have a dog or a cat. And that dog or cat is their family member as well, right? They extend that whole animal welfare, animal rights mentality, if you will, to cattle and pigs and sheep, etc. Our enemies are tugging on their heartstrings, if you will. And they're saying, Shay, we know you love your cat, right? And you know you love your dog, right? Don't you like beef animals too? Don't you want to care for them? And look at these rotten, horrible beef producers out there, and they're misconstruing everything we're doing. But when they're so removed from our operations... They don't know if they're right or they're wrong, right? So it's the big, biggest megaphone that wins, right? So if they have a bigger war chest than you and I do, and they can begin to tell somebody that black is white, and they don't know the difference between black and white, guess what? They begin to start believing. Black becomes white. And that's the, that is the real risk we have in our industry. And that is why we better speak with one voice. We better get our act together because those that are opposed to us know how to mislead a consuming public on an issue. Listen to the full episode or read the article by going to casualcattleconversations.com. And always remember, the best way to support podcasters is to rate, review, and share the show with a friend. We received a couple emails, people asking us in regards to our Western attire boots in particular. Well, there's one shop that we go to, and that is Medora Boot. You can check them out at MedoraBoot.com. Here's Kim giving you an update of what you can look forward to this holiday season. Maybe just the perfect gift for someone. Hi, this is Kim from Medora Boot and Western Wear. And wanted to let everybody know that we are now carrying our Watson boots. Our Watsons have an all-leather stacked heel, all-leather footbed, come in many, many different hides. Um, there's ostrich, there's python, there's the rough out. We have all sizes, colors, 
and we'll be carrying them from here on out. Thank you. Bye-bye. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. Now, before we say fare thee well, we want to give a big tip of the hat to each and every one of you out there. Hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday weekend. And it is tis the season when a lot of people that are fall calvers, they turn their bulls out this weekend. In fact, I know several people kind of have that tradition that on Thursday, on actual Thanksgiving day, they will turn their bulls out for the fall breeding season and then go and feast on, you know what? Prime rib. In fact, I want to share this little fact with y'all before we sign off for the week. And that is the number one replacement food of turkey on Thanksgiving weekend is, lo and behold, dear friends, prime rib. Congratulations on that one. So again, hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. I know Beck and I are going to try to fill our deer tags. We just have, well, from the time you're here in this program, about 24 hours to try to get our deer tags filled. So have a wonderful weekend, y'all. And that is going to wrap it up for today. A big thanks from our crew to yours. Marty Ropp with Allied Genetic Resources. Shay Keister with Casual Cattle Conversations. Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com. John Fisher, I appreciate the update from Stockman's Livestock Exchange. And you can send your sale reports our direction, by the way. We would be more than happy to share them with each and every one of you. Just fire me an email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Kim from Medora Boot and Western Wear giving us maybe some gift ideas this year. For more information, just go to MedoraBoot.com and tell Kim that Tigger and Beck sent you. Kirk Donsbach with Stonex Financial Incorporated and to the boss lady, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. A big thank you to our partners, Stockman's Livestock Exchange, the American Gelby Association, I'm a Gene Ingredients and Pharmatan, Westway Feed Products, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Dakota Cowboy, Allied Genetic Resources, Allied Feeding Partners, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD TV, Wrangler, and this fine radio station. Now, crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to follow and like us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. We have many updates there each and every week. Our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. And you can call and text us 24 7 at 707 726 2420. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up. <laughs>